Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In, in Israel, one of the biggest kosher shivas, one of the yeshivas, this is story. I mean, it's beyond. His father was an absolute assimilated Jew in Germany. And you know something? He was completely fascinated with the food. He said, unbelievable. A great person. So he wrote a book. He was a history professor at Berlin, the university. So, so you hear? So he dedicated a new book, History of the German Race, to Yamakshima to the Führer. Listen to this. The Führer, Brother Führer, you so sweet. Brother, brother Yamakshimai, Brother Heyman heard that a Jew had the chutzpah dedicate a book to him. The next day he was arrested and sent to concentration camp. The boy is 11 years old. His whole life his father said he's ashamed of being a Jew. And here the Germans come and take away his father. Mamish didn't know what to do with himself. He was never in a synagogue because his father never went to synagogue. And the greatest miracle in the world was that my uncle, my mother's brother, was like one of the greatest rabbis, had a shoe next door with his boy there. He walked the streets and, and Nebuch, late at night, nowhere to go now. He went to my uncle's shoe. And Uncle Mamsh came in and was said to my uncle that if, if the Führer sent his father to construction camp in a few days of picking up his mother, right? Who knows what they're going to go to the boy? You know what my uncle did? Picked up the boy, gave him a ticket, sent him to me in Yeshiva. Called up Rabbi Yeruch. And it so happened this great Rosh Yeshiva near was one of the greatest threatens that his son married my sister, but this was long before when his son was maybe a little boy, right, my brother-in-law. And he is now one of the biggest Roshivas of the world. Can you imagine the person stooping so low, adoring the fear? 
You know what it found out lately? Something we believe. The president in the big temple in New York, his son is teaching history, Columbia, and and wrote a book about the strategy of the Führer, the Germans. And when the book came out, in the temple they had a big feast to celebrate his book. I mean, how long can you get? But you know, when I see that this is happening today, it happened in Shushan. But in Shushan, the only Jew who didn't go was Montreal. You know what has assimilated Jews? Let's face it. Deep down, assimilated Jews says, we Jews, we just tolerate it. The world belongs to the guy. I have no right to walk with the army I understand why an assimilated Jew doesn't show up in poor. When he does, it's just to eat home and touch. That is heavy. The question is, where, where do you feel at home? Where do you feel most close to? Is it to the Holy Land? Is it to Islam? Or you feel close to Washington? I don't know if you remember a few years ago, you know, I don't want to say anything, I would never mention his name. <laughs> President Castings. He's one of the biggest, biggest anti-Semites in the world, ever. You know, I said to somebody, the Germans, you know, in the time of the Germans, there were big signs all over Germany, Juden nach Palestina. That means the Germans admit that Israel belongs to the Jews. They say Jews go back to Palestine, right? Today, they go one step further. Israel also doesn't belong to us, right? You know what it is? Obviously, God wants to give us the holy land in such an unbelievable way. You know what Rav Kook says? Rav Kook says the deepest Redemption will come to Israel, and we will stop hanging our tongue hanging out before the not Jewish world. As long as Israel thinks we need the world to give us permission to be in Israel. So we're hanging on to them, hanging on to him, and they hang on to Hashem as we go to his feast, right? Slowly, slowly, Hashem, we're getting out of it. Not really yet. How many Jews in America think you know it's really? They are 100% right. What's so big about Yerushalayim? What's so big about the Holy Father? Rockefeller Center is worth more than the real estate level. Not to be believed. And you know what the most heartbreaking thing in the world is? They call themselves Jewish leaders. They have the chutz, but they call themselves Jewish leaders. They don't have one ounce, one ounce of Jew. We're not talking about being religious. Just be, be a Jew, right? Be a Jew. 
So you have a beautiful phrase. And Purim, the deepest question in the world. Adore, I want you to know something. Always in Adore, we're reading the building of the tabernacle. Because the whole of Adore is that we are building the Holy Temple. You know which Holy Temple we are building? We are building the Holy Temple above. <coughs> ah, then comes Pesach. We are beginning also to build the Holy Temple below. Getting out of Egypt, we're going to Israel. It always takes time, doesn't matter. In this world. Purim is not from this world. And I want you to know the deepest depths. Purim basically is like throwing a lot. Why is Purim called Purim on Shema Purim? Should be called because we got out of, the, of Persia or we killed Haman or something. The Haimon said. You know what a lot is? The lot has nothing to do with your head. You can't plan it, you don't understand it. This mom is from heaven. This is from heaven. Yes, from Allah. You know what that means? I'm not a Jew because I understand it. And I'm not connected to Judith because I think it's a beautiful religion. You know, when someone says to me, I'm a Jew because this religion appeals to me, I think it's beautiful. In fact, I think it's highly ethical religion. <laughs> Would give an onion for this Jew. Again, I might love him and I have compassion, I might love him, but on the poor level, right? Kabbalah, do they need fixing, right? You see what it is? You know what the holy what the holy temple is? The holy temple is how much do you feel it, Thomas God? How much do you want God to live in your house? You know, when I like a girl very much, but I really after two hours I'm bored stiff. I'm not telling I would like to live with you. I'm bored stiff after forty-five minutes, right? Well neither for hanging around all the time. Right? When you love somebody, you promise to feel at home with them. You want to be with them in the same house, right? I want you to know the deepest, 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 absolute deepest. Until Avraham Avinu entered the covenant with God, he also invited poor people to his house, but he treated them like strangers. Yeah, you're poor. I'll give you some fees, you can stay overnight, then you leave, right? What was the first thing after he entered the covenant with God? He says three pagans makes a big feast, right? You know who makes me a big feast when I come home? I've invited someone says you can eat. I invite you can eat with me. Gives me something to eat. You know how I treated the three pagans? I wish I feel at home with you. Because what's the first sign of making a covenant with God? You wish I feel at home with every human being. 
but then when she vowed do I feel at home as a toilet? You vowed do I feel at home as a shrine of Kurdish? And the deepest question in the world is, how much do you feel at home as your own children? And even deeper and deeper and deeper, how much do you children feel at home as you? You know, this is the deepest, absolutely deepest, most awesome, most heartbreaking blessing we can give to each other. We should not feel at home in Yishka. We should feel at home in Yishka. Feel at home with our children, with our family. Feel at home with Shams, not a guest. Yes, I can. I can invite a Catholic to come to my house Friday night and invite him. A Jew needs one man. I want you to know something. When someone lives in my house, I give them a banana rat. You know what I'm telling you? Said you're not face to face. Now I'm connected to you. You live 10 miles away. I want you to know wherever I am, you too. Give you a banana to me. Give you a piece of cake. I'm sure Sean was telling you all the time. You gotta give stuff to your children. Just make sure you show them send you back. And here, just with a very dangerous template. I want to tell you a story which I I think I told some of you a thousand times, but maybe just one more time. I'm telling you this all the time, I also want to bless Shalom and Judy. Your children should always feel at home with you. Feel at home with your children, for all of us. You know when I buy the New York Times on Sunday, sweet. But I feel like a stranger in the New York Times. Right? You know when I feel at home, pick up a Gemara, a Shulaya, a I feel at home. I like New York very much. Inside my house, on my own. Ah, You see what it is? On Purim, on Purim, when he felt at home with God again. You know what happened? Thousands of non-Jews became Jewish. I want you to know, you know what's happening in the world? And now it's like dawn again. It's like Purim. When you pin down all the great people in the world, real, I mean, the, the, holy, the holy people, the spiritual people, do you really feel at home is what you're doing? Come in here, 15 chairs waiting for you. <laughs> okay, just two. I know you're humble. Say a story. <clears throat> a story yeah. 
this the native story. Remember the learning at the other time. <clears throat> How do I know if I'm coming home to my own home or if I'm coming home to somebody else? Very simple. I'm dirty and filthy now. And knock on somebody's door at 4 o'clock in the morning. The first of all, now in the middle of the night you're knocking on my door? And can't you take a shower before you come? <coughs> Not my house. My own house. You know what they tell me? Oh, it was so worried about So glad you came back. I said to the Chavon Yerushalayim one time, if you're coming back to Yiddishkeit and everybody says to you, oh, you did so much wrong, you have to make excuses, but before you were in India, before that you were, uh, who knows, in Honolulu, you have to make 10,000 excuses, then obviously you didn't come home. You know, Yom Kippur, I'm making excuses to God. I said, I'm sorry, last year uh, I ate a hamburger on Yom Kippur, forgive me. Because Yom Kippur is not the highest. I'm not completely at home with God yet. I have to make excuses. Poor. I walk into Poor and don't make any excuses. I don't even see anything. Mamish, I'm just intoxicated that I'm a Jew. You are the man intoxicated, you are the man When you know friends on Yom Kippur, I asked all my friends for forgiveness if I hurt your feelings. On Purim, I'm not asking for you. I'm giving you one banana, one You know one more very, very important thing. If you're not at home, if you're not at home, it takes you a long time till you get there. What's the story? Everything's okay. Just give me two more minutes, friend. Huh? Okay, three more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, friends, open your heart again. If I'm walking into a stranger's home, they have to show me here's a bedroom, here's a bathroom, here's a kitchen, here's a kitchen. Then I come back to my own home. I'm just there again. I'm just there again. I'm poor man, not learning anything. Not the day of life. God has to come and show you. I've been away for so long. I'll show you. I'm home. All of that. I'm building the best of Okay, here's the story. It's an awesome story. There's a passage in Kehelis that says, the Don't give up your space. Don't ever give up your space. Don't give up your heart. The heavy options, hey, hey, hey. Well, uh, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> 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 I will go. Huh? 
see them fast because I'm in the middle of the story, then I might forget it. <laughs> well, you don't like this chair, brother? That was the thing. <laughs> <Why> not? <laughs> okay, take off your foot fast. I'm just telling you the wrong story. The story is that the Heilige Robschitz first was a pupil of the Heilige of the Melech. And then, when he was 18 years old, when the Melech passed away, he went a little bit to Ramothrin and Schriese. And then he became the pupil of the CF Lublin, and he was like really Lublin was, was his thing. So here we're talking about Neshkiz. The Obstet is 18 years old. Comes to the head again, Neshkiz. Let him sleep till I finish the story, okay? <laughs> Judy is accused. <laughs> you hear, friend? Comes to the head again, Neshkiz, and poor. Neshkiz says, Obstet, so you know what it is called. Aftori says, I'm glad you came. And you're welcome to be here all the time. But there's one thing. Two days before Pesach, I didn't want you here. You can come back after Pesach, but two days after before Pesach, you have to disappear. Just remember what he said. And you know, we all are like this. We believe in the rabbis, right? But then we think we're more clever. So the Hobbshits wanted to stay for Pesach in the worst way. What did people to say the right? Had he in a Schrieze? And I want you to know that was famous. He published no the secret of Mashiach. Had he in a Schrieze? The Schrieze was Mamish. Had the power to revive dead people. Mamish. So I'll tell you another story. Different kind of a rabbi. Anyway. You know what he did? He was a real big con man. When he was very holy, but he was Mamish a con man. So. You know, Pesach and the Shchis, thousands of people come for the Seder. A few days after Pesach, he goes into the kitchen to the Rebbe's office of services. Rebbe's is so happy. Here's a young Chosid who wants to help me in the kitchen. Here's day and night in the kitchen helping the Rebbe's in day and night. And suddenly, two days before Pesach, he says, Rebbe's, I have to leave. Just what? And now you're leaving, you're, you're the whole thing here. You're the only one who knows how to do it. I have 2,000 guests for the Seder. I can't do it without you. He says, Rabbi, I want to stay. It's your husband, the rabbit told me to leave. <laughs> Just wait a minute, you know. <laughs> she goes into the rabbit and says, listen, don't do this to me. I cannot have the Seder without this. But you know, the rabbis see what they see. They know what they know. But they never find you want him to stay? <laughs> stay. <laughs> okay, good. You remember the story, Sean? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I told the story a thousand times, I remember. Anyway, Pesach, you know, Pesach, Pesach, the day before Pesach, the morning you burn the chumets, suddenly the whole world is so clean, evil is burned out, the options are sitting in the Bismarck. I feel so holy and so purified. Suddenly, a drunken walks in, like half drunk, smelling like. And he says to the options, Can I see the rabbit? He says, Now we just cleanse the world from all evil, and you're coming now? 
and you look like the biggest sinner and drunkard in the world, smelling like a dog. Get out of here. Goes back to learn, didn't even register. A few minutes later, the heading of the Shrita comes running in. He says, was somebody here to see me? He says, no. He says, was a drunkard here to see me? Oh, yeah, yeah, he says, I threw him out. He says, listen to me. If you don't bring him back, you'll never be permitted to be in the same room I am. The Romshits are running around. You know, he prepares himself for Yonti, forgets all this nonsense, all the geschäft. Gotta find this drunkard. He runs from bar to bar, all the streets, and Neshkit is not such a big city. It's just about an hour for Yontem when he's at the end. He goes one more time in one bar, and he sees Mamish in the corner, completely desperate at the end. The drunkard is sitting there. He goes, Mamish says, please, I'm begging you, my life depends on, please come back to the He's not, it's too late now. This morning I wanted. Now I don't want it anymore. And the options are, you know, strong like a lion, especially when life depends on it. And he's half drunk, he picks him up, throws him over his shoulders, runs for his life, <laughs> knocks on the rubber's door, and he says, Rebbe, I, I, I got him. <laughs> but you know the way the Rebbe receives him? That night, you know, in the streets, you go to the Seder late. In the meantime, the drunkard had the chance to sleep off his drunkenness. Went to the mikveh, had a little bathroom, and the heading in the streets, they gave him a shtimer, and you know where this drunkard is sitting? Next to the shining from one corner of the world to the other. Shining. And it's clear to the Ropschitz, but he is one of the greatest in the world this year. After Pesach, he goes into the heading of the Shri, and says, please, and I, what was going on there? He says, I want you to know that this Yid is my biggest chosin. And his understanding of what God is all about is one of the world. You know, everybody believes in God, but do you really know what God is all about? It takes a little bit more than that, right? It takes more than just eating glad kosher meat and having a yam, you know what God is all about. You know something? You can even sit in paradise without knowing God is all about. You know, sit something else, right? He said, I want you to know and understanding what God is all about. He's one of the world. One time he slipped a little bit and did something bad. But since he knew that I have like clear eyes from one corner of the world to the other, he was ashamed to come back. And you know what it is? All his friends are here in the Shriz. He lost his brother, he lost his friends. <coughs> slowly, slowly he lost his family. Slowly, slowly he became a homeless person. 
the street junket. They said, this year, this is Gewalt. This year, poor, you know, the Gewalt Schlagwort is Zurgit. God is doing the same thing. He says, I heard a voice in heaven saying, Mordchem and Fagen. Jungly speaking, God is asking, Mordchem and Fagen, what should I give you, Schlagwort? So I said, Master of the world, give me back my best chosen, please. So I heard a voice in heaven say, he will come back on Erev Pesach, the morning before Pesach. And I knew already that you're not on the level. I mean, obviously, you're not on the level yet. You still look at garment. You don't know what's going on inside. So I wanted you to be out of, out of, out of the city. I want you to know that I heard the story from a Yid, and he told me that every Shabbos, Halamite Sokis, when the Metco had us, the Heilig Alexander would tell the story. And he would say to the Chesidim, what was wrong with this Chesidim? What did he do wrong? What he do wrong is, he forgot the passage, it says, Mekoy Mechotana. Don't give up your space. Don't give up. Don't give up your space. Even if you're the lowest. You know what the highest total of Rav Nachman is? <laughs> Rav Nachman says, what do you think? He says, what do you think I would do if I would suddenly not keep Shabbos? If I would suddenly eat my kosher food, if I would do everything the book says I shouldn't do, what do you think I would do? He says, do you think I would stop being a rabbi? Do you think I would ever stop being the tzaddik of all the tzaddik? He said, do you know I have the key to heaven and earth in my hand? you think I would give up the key? Every day for five minutes, I do tshuva, say that's what forgive me, but I will not give up my plans. I will not give up my plans. So here I want you to know, poor man, some brother, be something to shout of time. And you know something, Yom Kippur, I ask God for forgiveness, but I didn't find my place back yet. something very, very deep. <coughs> Imagine I buy a house. So legal, it's my house. But for it to be my house takes more than that pay for it. My house. You know something? I'll buy every Chinese book in the world. So legally, all those Chinese books are my books. But they're not my books yet. They belong to me. So it's my books. 
that they not be with thee without the privilege of being cackled of the only remaining shul of the most shul to get to our children, Judy. I saw two old Gemara's there. You know what's so special about these two Gemara's? First of all, they're four digits old. The second thing that it says on the front page from this Gemara's, people learned in the Rosaget. You know how much I felt at home with this Gemara? How much I said to the Yid, I give you any amount of fun. There were two Gemara's. I bought, I bought one for the Shamanah and one for the Dala. It's not a million dollars. It's infinite, right? Come on, like this. So you tell me it's torn, right? See what it is, a poor. You know, sometimes this person is my friend. Is it my friend? Am I his friend? Am I her friend? It takes more than just going out on a double date and eating bagels, right? <laughs> you know what the saddest thing in the world is? A lot of people that get married say, it's my wife. Legally, it's my wife. Is it really my wife? Yeah, I'm her husband. Am I really her husband? Children, are they my children, right? Are they really your children? And you know something? I want you to know the deepest depth, deepest depth. Why is it? All year long, in order to show you how much I love you, I'm buying you a, a condominium or on the Persian Gulf or in, in, uh, in Acapulco. You know why? Because this condominium is mine legally, and I'm giving it to you, it becomes yours legally. I pull them, but things belong to me. I give you my banana, my piece. You know, when they read a book about a stranger, I'd love to know the characters. So it says it was God, it was Mordechai, it was Esther. If I read my story, I know who it is. Well, you know something very, very deep. Here's this girl, a beautiful girl, and she gets flowers anonymous. Doesn't know who it's from. Let me tell you something, you know what the problem is? I'm sure she has a lot of boys hanging all over her fingers. But there is not one young man as well as yours. Because if she gets flowers anonymous and she doesn't know who it is, if you don't have even one person, you have nobody. Don't tell me a story, you have 200 men being in love with you. Who, are, who is the anonymous sender? You know, I saw a cartoon. 
if you get the, get the letter from a boy and he says, I proposed to you yesterday, I forgot what you said. <laughs> she answers back. Thank you so much for the letter. I knew somebody proposed I couldn't remember who it was. <laughs> I want you to know something. When I read the Torah every Shabbos, it's good learning. It's my Torah, yes it is. If I miss one word, so I don't. I'm a killer. It's my story. Moshe no Rav Nachman says that it is clear to everyone that when you read the Megillah, it is my story. It's my story. My story is that in my life I have to go through 2,000 hands when I'm here. And it's a miracle for me. But the question is, what are you doing with the miracle? Just go through it. Oh, I'm shifted that you reach the highest level. You know what the saddest thing is? In the last few years, I've made so many miracles. Six devils and Kippur. We went through it, right? Remember the beginning of Nachman says, if you want to reach something infinite, it's only after all your vessels are broken. Because there is one thing to break the vessels and fix the vessels, or throw away all the vessels. I don't want vessels anymore. I don't want garments. I want Mamish infinite. I want infinite. You know what level we reached when Haman wanted Mamish to kill us? Mamish, all the vessels were broken. So we dumped the vessels. A little cute little light on there is not what we need. I want an infinite light. Infinite light. Deeper than all the common. Why do you know something? How do you know how person? Imagine this person is beautiful, but they're always very red, green or blue. And one day, their face is covered, everything is covered. I don't recognize them because I know them by their garments, right? And from inside, you can cover everything and still know who it is. And poor we wear masks and get, get dressed up crazy. Just to let you know, I hope you don't know me by my outside. I just don't. Because I'm poor, what is shining <coughs> is the inside of the inside. And here, listen to this. The Torah we are called B'nai Yisrael, children of Israel. And the Megillah we are called Yehudim. The Yehudim or Israel. You know, when someone keeps every word of the Torah, it's B'nai Yisrael. But poor men are looking at your garment. Poor men are looking at the inside, the inside of you. The inside is a Yisrael. A Yehudim or Israel. Supermarket, you don't stand in the supermarket all your life buying herring. 
you take me hang home and you eat it, right? Hopefully. The saddest thing in the world is if you buy, you pay, and then you walk out and leave it there. All the other steps are the same thing. Work in the vision. But the heading vision of someone came for Shabbos. After Shabbos, the vision of a train. Okay. What are you taking with you? You're here for Shabbos, right? Imagine instead of having this police by the Holy Wall, who make sure you have a yarmulke on, or that you have long sleeves. Imagine someone will stay there and says, what are you taking with you? Just two little friends, but they tell you, dawn, remember the toil of the dawn. The saddest thing in the world is dawn is breaking. Dawn is breaking. And you are with somebody. You don't feel it all with me. That's the same. The cops you can kill You know something? This is the deepest. What is closer to me, the house or food? Then you would say food, I'm taking inside, out of some outside. Not true. When I eat something which is not good for me, I vomit it out. When I live in a place where I don't belong, I can drive you to suicide. Because my connection to where I live is so deep. And you hear what I'm saying to you? When you eat, it's for your beloved. If you have body strength to hold out. The house where I live is not only my beloved, my above lives there. Why am I putting on a mezuzah on my door? Why did I put on a mezuzah on the bagel? <laughs> you know? You know what Hasidim said? Why is Homotash in just three corners, not four? Because he would have to put on sitters, right? <laughs> okay. You know why you don't put on a mezuzah on the, on the bagel? Because the bagel is not important if God lives there. I mean, I hope, I hope you're eating it and it's kosher, you're serving God with it. But it's not an earth-shaking question, mm -hmm. not a question of life and death. But you live, if God doesn't live there, if your own above, your own heaven doesn't live there, it's not your house. But you hear, friends, when I have a light who has no vessels, but then someone comes and makes the most beautiful vessels for you. You are that special. But in the end it says, You know what kind of garments Mordechai has? 
So you hear, friends, Purim is the utmost fixing of the garments of the tree of knowledge. I want you to know something. This is the deepest door in the world of Sri Lanka. You think only we Jews are hungry for the tree of life. The whole world is hungry. The whole world is so hungry. Because God intended mankind to eat from the tree of life. So at the end of Purim, says the Motre Yotzur Rush Malchus, the Motre walked out finally with the garments of paradise. The rabbi Muhammad Rabbi Oz was there, but a lot of, lot of non-Jews came and became Jews. Because when they saw the garments, ah, this also. I want to have a taste of this kind of garment. Those garments are different garments. You know, sometimes you walk up to a person and say, oh, you are really beautiful. But the way you say it is not the level of tree of knowledge. It would have been ugly and beautiful. Or, I mean to say, you're not as beautiful as Elizabeth Taylor, but if somebody else around, you're beautiful. This tree of knowledge compliments. I think, have you ever seen? Sometimes you walk up to two real beautiful young ladies and say, oh, you look so beautiful. And she's saying, are you telling this to every girl in the world? Of the tree of knowledge, stupid stuff. And they can come and take it or leave it right. Have you ever seen when you make a compliment to a little kid? You have no problem taking it. Because it's my tree of knowledge. And then I'm not comparing them, I'm not telling them. I was just in Portland, Maine, there were so many cute kids came to my country. With a brother and a sister, I mean, cute. I mean, cute is not the word, right? They said to the boy, Do you know that you are absolutely the cutest little brother in the world? He says, Yes, I know it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem, but. <laughs> you can say, How did you find out? Did you tell somebody else? How do you know? I told you. I want you to know this is the deepest. Rabdoham Chernobyl says that you make a compliment to somebody, Elijah the prophet comes right with you. Why is Elijah the prophet the one? You make the silence. Why was Elijah the prophet chosen to be the one to let us know the Messiah's coming? Because Elijah the prophet never gave bad news to anybody. Never. Never did anything bad to anybody. So, Rambam Shalom says, when you say a good word to somebody, Elijah the prophet walks right with you. So he says, that if you have choice between walking with Elijah the prophet or driving him away, don't you know You know what's the most heartbreaking thing is? Remember, sometimes kids go to school and the teachers mostly are not Elijah the Prophet. In those schools, Elijah the Prophet has never been there. 
So the kids coming home, they're waiting for their parents to have something to eat. What's the first thing one says? Wash your face. Your hands are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> your shirt is dirty. Why are you late? Did you brush your teeth this morning? Kids walk in, and Elijah probably walks with them. So why don't you say something good? Why don't you say something good? You know, husband and wife, sometimes Nebuchadnezzar's husband comes home all day long in, in hell. There's a tree of knowledge, measuring money, measuring power, comes home to his wife. The first thing she says, why are you late for dinner? They. <laughs> I'm talking really about a good wife, right? When you say something good, right? Or imagine husband comes home and his wife is waiting for him. And the first thing he says, why dinner isn't ready? <laughs> Idiot! This is your whole connection to your wife. Little schnitzel. <laughs> That's all it takes to keep your badge going. Do <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so you hear, friends? When poor mamish, we have to promise each other. But you know what Shlachmanitz is the deepest times? You know when we say bad things about each other? Not face to face, but you are face to face and you know you are something you can't stand it. <laughs> Wait till you walk around, walk out. It's sheer appearance. You see how long her nose is, right? <laughs> <laughs> you could take an express train and go on it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? When it's such like one is to you, not face to face, I think you know. I never say anything bad about you, even though you're not there. But I want you to know, if I never say anything bad about you, you're not there. Bad when you are there. Then my compliment is on the tree of life. And it's a nice and proper job. You know, friends, children need so much encouragement. I go out with encouragement. You know, parents think they're doing a lot for their kids to give them chicken soup and money for a trip to Acapulco. Have I, did I tell you, or did I have the bridge of enlightening you, what is called desecrating the Shabbos by assimilated Jew? Very simple. An assimilated Jew is somebody who has two television sets, one for Shabbos and one for the weekday, right? And if by any chance on Shabbos, by mistake, you watch television, from the weeks into the week. That's called desecration of the Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a book, by the way. Bye, bye. Rabbi Nachman says that our biggest enemies are the people in cross to us because they take away every ounce every ounce of strength to take away our last ounce of courage. 
you know why Asaph was Yaakov's brother? Because Amalek, who's Asaph, you have to be a brother from a fire to the matter, right? Stranger comes and says, you're a creep. Someone whom I love says to me, you're disgusting. Go out to the church. You know when you want to step in somebody's toes, you have to step next to them, right? I cannot step on the on the toe of an Eskimo when he's in Alaska, right? Up next to me, step on their toes. I would say just one more thing, I know of, of, of Sholem and Julie and all of us. I think it's already on the phone. The way we parents look at our children, it's a lot of love, right? But a little bit restrained. Because I don't want my children to know that I love them so much. It's too much. You know when I look at them, absolutely infinite, they're asleep. I want you to know I'm poor. You know what God's name is mentioned? It's God looking at us when we are asleep. Because the Lord said in the time of Haman, spiritually we are asleep. The caption, Ele Yushma. Now you know I'm sending you like one is not with eyes, the way I look at you when you're around. The way I look at you when you don't see me looking at you. I want you to something awesome. When I stand by the holy wall and I look at the holy wall, it's very holy. Do you know what the deepest looking is? When I'm in New York, I close my eyes and look at the holy wall. Oh, that's the deepest. That is the deepest. But you know what they do? Pesach. <coughs> You know what I bless you and you should look at our children at the holy wall. Like we were from afar. Far from there. Master of the world that we have the privilege of looking with so much love at your shrine. And I'm there. Like when I wasn't there. <clears throat> Joseph, after 22 years, you know how much Yaakov loved Joseph? It was when he took 22 years. It says Yaakov is reading Krishna. Everybody says, now you're reading yourself in 22 years. Now you have to say Krishna. Say it before, after, right? You watch my scholars? Mamashan giving my life to God. You know what Jacob says to Joseph? I want you to know I didn't know that I loved children as much as I loved you. I learned it from you. You know when I learned it from you? That I missed you for 23 years. 
friends prove the steps. Unless you're very deep. I mentioned before, President Mishul said, you know, Purim is homotashna and a lot of fun. Friends, it bless you with Emerson, Emerson, laughter of Purim. Laughter of Purim. Laughter is, but it's infinite. I have joy when someone is finite. I don't mean laughter like a dirty joke, I mean laughter. Inside laughter, deepest laughter. Listen to me, I love this girl very much. And I said to her, you know, can you please meet me in Buenos Aires next Thursday? Unbelievable, I'm going to Buenos Aires. <coughs> and there's, uh, what's the name of the Jewish street there in Buenos Aires? Kurosiva or something. On the Yid now, I meet her on the corner. My heart is filled with joy, right? I'm going to Buenos Aires. I'm very lonely. I don't know anybody. Suddenly, this girl, I meet her on the corner. It's a joy. It's laughter. I can't believe it. Because it's infinite. It is infinite. I, I, I can't believe it, right? You know what? All year long, I'm happy with my wife, I'm happy with my children, I'm happy to be a Jew. I'm doing this after. I can't believe it. I cannot believe that I have the privilege to be a Jew. I cannot believe that I have the privilege that is my wife, my husband, my children. I cannot believe. You see, if I'm only happy with the Torah, I can make a golden calf after. The Gemara says the way we receive the Torah on Purim Very dear friends, I bless you and me and all of us. It's the Emerson Purim, it's the real Purim, the deepest Purim in the world. And you shall just get young and sing one more good song. Forgive me for making it a little bit infinite. <laughs> You got some life. Yeah, what you have to know, the truth is, it didn't even start yet when it would pull. Scratch the outside. What? You have some more. Scratch the outside. <laughs> Tell you this one thing, I don't know if I shared it with you. Who was the first person to give Shlachmonas? And I have a way out idea. When was the wedding of Yaakov and Leah? I want to say, Gemal Torah was on Purim. Because Leah, because Rocha gave Yaakov Shlachmonas to her. It was not face to face. You remember that Yaakov made the, the secret sign with Rachel because he knew his father, her father would put on Leah under the chuppah. And the second before the wedding, Rocha gave over the sign to Leah. You know why I think it was poor? Because Yaakov, remember Yaakov, his whole thing is fighting against 
Yosef is the one who's conquering Esau. Yeah. 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.